Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Knocking this show out. Yay. Taking no down Brittany. one topic after the next. All right, let's move on to a little Hollywood. Today. Love it. Today, Love it. Ben Affleck is 50 years old. Dang. Wow. He's 50 years old. And last week we heard that he was very uncomfortable with all the paparazzi in Paris. And um, as you'll recall, the original. The OG Benefer, that was one of his reasons that he supposedly, um, he was spooked by the media frenzy around the relationship. And maybe this new story was meant to suggest that this could become a problem again. Mm-hmm. But what did they do? They all showed up in New York this weekend and caused a media frenzy. Of course they did. They flew out private on uh, out of L.A. on Saturday. And yesterday, J-Lo was seen with her children, Emmy and Max. And Ben's two daughters, they went to a performance of Into the Woods. Later, they went for lunch. And she and Violet were spotted shopping at Bergdorf's. Oh, and fun. <laughs> I know. And so it's a milestone birthday. And then this weekend, they're going to have a three-day wedding, supposedly at his place in Georgia. We'll have to subscribe it's- to on the J-Lo newsletter to get the up to the minute because Vogue's covering her at least yes. her looks. Uh, yes. It's not a wedding; it's a party that they just happen to say their vows at. Don't yeah. you remember? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a dream wedding celebration one month after tying the knot. Right. It's a big. Excuse it's me. a big weekend. I hope everybody's ready and excited. And, yeah, I'm sure yeah. they're ready and excited. And she's uh, posing topless to, to push her new booty cream that promises firmness. Firmness with the help of guarana seed extract and pink pepper slim. Yeah, that's I'm sure exactly the only thing she does. <laughs> You're right. She, I've got booty cream with science behind it. Oh, I love it. I know. Uh, so yeah, I'll take five. That's happening. And then Johnny Depp um, mm. is going to direct a movie that really nobody is going to watch, probably. But it's a, it's a movie... It's a biographical drama, and there's already been a, a, a movie made about the Italian artist Amadeo Modigliani. Degli, How do we say his name? Modigliani. Okay. Al Pacino is pro- producing this movie. It's a European film company that's coming up with the money. It's based on the play of the same name, and it takes place in 1916 Paris and tells the story of this Italian-born painter and sculptor, Amadeo Modigliani. And according to uh, the film's release, uh, Modigliani long considered himself a failure 
And it's about the last 48 hours of his life. You know what? I was going to make fun of the fact that they're making another film on this because it was only 2004. Yeah. But let me tell you, after some quick Googling. Yeah. Are you interested? I'm interested. They only got a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes oh, for the first terrible. one. So, like, there is room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And I think Depp needs a very low bar to jump over for his first endeavor after the trials. Yeah. So... I know he did a series of nudes, which were very controversial. And I know... um, Didn't he do some NFT stuff? Or was that not him? I don't remember, but... I don't know about that. But that's like all I really know about that guy is that his... Uh, you know, oh, we're talking about Mo Digliani. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought you were saying um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp did a series of news. I was like, I no, don't, no, I no, was no. very confused there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he's doing that, and I think it's because, um, you know, he he's not going to be joining Jeff back on a tour because, um, uh, they, they did an album together called 18, which has just sold 15,000 copies. So he finds himself with some time on his hand yeah. because Jeff is like, yeah, we don't need to go out on tour to yeah. try and sell this album. Yeah. So anyway, Jeff Beck, not Beck Beck. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's, he's uh, yeah, 15,000. So anyway, Johnny's going to do that. Supposedly Amber Heard has hired a new legal team to represent her in her appeal of her defamation the guilty verdict i'm surprised she found a law firm willing to do it yeah i'm shocked well i'm not that shocked because there is a lot of publicity to be had yeah all right um and lawyers will do anything let's be honest uh this is posted diane keaton is starring in a oh, movie. Cute, isn't it cute? We have this posted. It, it, I think it came out in select theaters this past weekend. It's called Mac and Rita. Diane Keaton, and then two other young uh, actresses I've never heard of, and uh, it's called uh, Old Soul, New Age. And the story is, and she's seventy six. So this photo is posted, but Diane Keaton. Um, said, I am looking at the photo from Mac and Rita that they're selling of me and what I'm wearing. It's not attractive. It looks so stupid. I look like a moron on my last legs. I wouldn't go so far as to wear the clothing that's on that billboard. It's terrible. Oh. Are you kidding me? That white thing with that belt around my waist and those legs? I've never seen anything worse. Oh, that's so bad. I have the plot of the movie. Do you okay, what it? is it? When 30-year-old Mac Martin reluctantly joins a Palm Springs, California bachelorette trip for her best friend Carla, her inner 7-year-old gets released, literally. The frustrated writer-influencer magically transforms into her future self, Aunt Rita. Which is Diane Keaton. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, I hate to say it, it's getting 4 out of 5, 4, 4.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Chris Hewitt indicated to us, I don't know if you were here with us that day, Josh, where he was like, yeah, this new Diane Keaton movie, I want to like it, but I don't know. Oh, he so maybe can- it's just like, LOL at home kind of maybe, thing. Maybe, maybe. It looks funny, though. The whole, you know, fish yeah. out of water thing of the 70-year-old with the 30-year-olds. Yeah. Diane Keaton. I like the outfit and the way that it's like... I do, too. It's fun. Take a look at it. Anyway, um, let's see. Sienna Miller and Sam Worthington are joining Kevin Costner's uh, Western movie that is his passion that he's directing starting this fall. It's set in Utah. It's called Horizon. 
Oh, we last week on Friday. I love Sam Worthington. Me too. Yeah. I love. Yeah, you guys like him. Um, we did. He uh, he did a voiceover because they did the Field of Dreams thing and talked about Ray Liotta's death. Oh yes, and it was like warm butter listening to Kevin Costner oh, he's talk. Got the most beautiful voice. We all died, and we already know Vecna from Stranger Things is going to be in this movie. So. Anyway, Costner's directing it, producing it, and financing, just like he did with Dances with Wolves, because he's a historical epic, and it begins in just a couple weeks. Um, so these two are joining the cast. So I That's like. all, and it should be good. I love it when somebody who's very passionate just takes over where they financially can, yes. because then that means that nobody's going to tinker with That's it. That's what he says. They're not going to workshop it. They're not going to, you know, so I, I love that. I bet it'll be good. Yeah. Costner's... And- Costner's- one of those, what we like to call one of the good ones. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And like, love that guy. I, do I mean, and if you have to be a pretty big deal, if you ever interviewed him, oh wait, oh wait, oh, we wait. did at three o'clock mm. on the was it the Friday? Maybe the day before his state fair when his band Modern West played. It was either Thursday or Friday, mm. and it was you guys were just we were going crazy. I know, I love. Yeah, we were it. going crazy. Now. um, Speaking of going crazy, what's not going crazy is Bullet Train, um, the Brad Pitt movie. It just chugged along this uh, lonely little railroad track it's on. Customers are boarding. They're not really going anywhere, but it's um, gonna. It's still they're like a long way from making back their ninety million. Yeah. Oh, the night when you say ninety million, million, I just don't know how people sleep at night when they have to worry about. The unknown of getting $90 million And here back. you have Top Gun, Maverick, still in theaters. And uh, it's about to hit $675 million just in the U.S. Yeah, so, we're not, we're not going to get the release of that digitally or anything, probably for, I think, end of September, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, I think so. you're Gun, right. Are you saying Top Gun? Yeah, Top yeah. Gun. And then, Bullet Train, too, probably, if it goes this direction goes that it's this, going. So, and poor Easter Sunday was dead on arrival. They yeah. need to just put that on I Peacock. Joe had a rough Dirty. They did Why? him dirty. They should have released that uh, this spring. Yeah. Exactly. Sit on that for a little bit. We don't need a, an Easter movie in August. Now, here's a suggestion. The hmm. 40th anniversary uh, release of E.T. Um, made a million dollars over the weekend. So if you do find a little theater that might be playing it, that is a big screen experience that's oh, totally that worth it. Right? And then this coming Friday... Hollywood is very excited for Idris Elba's movie Beast about the rogue lion in South Africa when they're out on um, a photo safari. I think that'll be good. I kind of think so, too. I don't know why. I'm excited about I'm that I'm hopeful movie. for it. Yeah, I am, too. And I love Idris, and I don't know. I love the whole idea of the rogue lion and me being safe in the movie theater. I think because I, I mean, here's the thing. If I sneak out and while watch a movie, I ask somebody, I, I ask a couple of people from you, like, what should I sneak out and watch? And everyone keeps saying, go see Nope. Oh, go that was nope. excellent. And that's where, like, I got to at some point con my mom into watching her and uh, sneak out and watch Nope. Because yeah. that looks so, that looks like a big theater movie. It is a big theater movie for sure. Definitely. Did you see that, Josh? Nope, not yet. Not yet. It's good. I still have to see uh, what was the last one that he that uh, Peel just released. Us. 
Yeah, I still need to see us because. Well, you don't need to see that before you see this. I know, but I I want to I want to like indulge in the full throttle of everything that is these Jordan Peele masterpieces because yeah. I just think it's so funny that a guy that went from being on Mad TV is like right. one of the big movie producers. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, and original his original ideas and getting his yeah he's he's uh, really he's doing it he's doing it and good for Jordan Peele. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for uh, the Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. Hello, Lori. Hello. What kind of dirt do you have for Brittany and I today? Oh, well, we've got Bryce Dallas Howard setting the record straight on her Jurassic World salary. So back in 2018, there was a report that said that Bryce Dallas Howard was paid $2 million less than Chris Pratt for their movie Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And And I believe we 100% believe that. Yeah, well, she also said that her pay was so much less than what was printed. Ouch. Wow. Yeah, now, uh, in this new interview, Bryce Dallas Howard actually praising Chris Pratt for making sure that she got equal pay on franchise opportunities like video games, theme park attractions, all all the other stuff that you get outside of your base salary for appearing in these movies. Because Bryce Dallas Howard said, when I started negotiating for Jurassic World, it was in 2014. It was a different world. I was at a great disadvantage. And unfortunately, with these franchises, she said, I had to sign up for three movies. Mm -hmm. And so then your deals are set. You don't know how these movies are going to roll out. Now, she didn't specify what she was paid, but uh, some places said her fee was $8 million compared to Chris Pratt's $10 million. Now, she did say that she and Chris Pratt openly discussed this oh, wage good. gap. Yeah, and Chris Pratt did commit to making it right. So um, it was with all the video games, the, the, the theme parks and all that other stuff that uh, Chris Pratt was like, yeah, well, we need to negotiate this and we need to have the same deals. We're good, 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 good. Yeah. And if you missed Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, it's going to be available on demand uh, starting tomorrow. I heard that movie is so bad. I just, I... I mean, Jason I called it trash. Oh. He said it wasn't even worth <laughs> investing a minute. He said, just watch the first two. Uh, uh, yeah, as a lover of the first Jurassic Park, uh, and that was a huge cultural touchstone for me yep. back in 1993, mm-hmm. I have no interest in seeing Jurassic World Dominion. Mm-hmm. Just none. None. But I'm I, happy for those who want to see it. Yeah, but it, it wasn't even good, I guess. I, I mean, just, it's got a terrible score on Rotten Tomato. Nobody liked it. I wanted it to be good so, so bad. bad. Like, yeah. I saw Jurassic World, and I even wanted that to be amazing, because same with Holly, like, the way yeah. I feel about Jurassic Park is like mm-hmm. I would walk down the aisle to that soundtrack <laughs> any day. But I've got two Jurassic. Oh, uh, it was. Nerds I saw right that here. in theaters, and I oh, yeah. I was enthralled. Oh, yeah, I was too. I saw that movie probably eleven times in the movie theater. That movie wow. was so popular that it was playing at the dollar movie theaters a year after it came out. Wow. Because I tortured my friends. I was like, let's go to Jurassic Park. Park it's again. a dollar. Right. I mean. Sour Patch Kids. Play uh, little video games. It'll be fine. I'm telling you, Holly, you got to read this David Capps uh, book, Aurora, because he did the screenplay for the first. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe 
subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. To Jurassic. Oh, he's a fantastic writer. He's a writer. fantastic writer, and his fiction, he's doing the screenplay for Aurora right now for a 10 part miniseries. I mean, it's edge of your seat stuff, you guys. Ooh, fantastic. What's the name of the book again? Aurora. And is that uh, available for podcasting on the Lori and Julia Book Club? Podcast? Uh, yes, we had him on like maybe maybe a month or so ago. But mm-hmm. yeah, he did the screenplay for the first two Jurassic's and Carlito's Way, and he's a screenwriter turned novelist. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I, I would definitely read that. Let's do a little vintage Hollywood uh, news that's making headlines this afternoon. The Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Science, the organization that hands out the Oscars, they're officially apologizing to Sachin Littlefeather for her mistreatment at the 1973 Oscar. Finally. Yeah. Now, if you don't know the story, Sachin Littlefeather, uh, she was in her 20s at the time. She was sent to the Oscars by Marlon Brando to unaccept his Oscar if he won, you know, and he eventually did for his role in The Godfather. She took the stage. Rejected the rejected the award, and uh, this was part of uh, Marlon Brando's statement about what was happening at Wounded Knee at the time in the early 70s. That was a site of activists organizing for the American Indian Movement. They had occupied some towns in South Dakota, and so this was Marlon Brando protesting uh, treatment of natives in Hollywood, too. It's actually... Go back and watch the... Um, Original speech. It's very fascinating. Because it's just 60 seconds. Yes. And he told her, don't touch the statue. Yep. The producer said only 60 seconds. And John Wayne had to be physically restrained from assaulting her backstage. Mm -hmm. He was so mad. Oh, yeah. Boy, it took him a long time to apologize to her. Yeah. So they're apologizing to Sachin Littlefeather. And not only for the way that she was treated at the Academy ceremony, but the subsequent uh, effect it had on her career. Mm-hmm. Uh, people joking about her, what she said, what she did at the Oscars. Yeah. Now, uh, the apology is going to happen September 17th. And there's also going to be a conversation right. with her and other members of the Academy to talk about that moment in history. Yeah. OK. Yeah. yeah we did a whole vintage scandal because that whole night, I mean, Clint Eastwood also like was like swearing at her backstage and said something when he came out it was just terrible how she was treated yeah uh leah michelle sharing a photo of herself singing don't Rain on my parade while in rehearsals for broadway's funny girl i know beanie just left yesterday (laughs) (laughs) now Lori, as a human being who (laughs) saw beanie fieldstein as fanny bryce in funny girl do you have high hopes for leah michelle taking on this role she's probably gonna it's it's a perfect role for her they should have cast her to begin with okay well she's going to be hitting the stage that September 6th. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to see her as Fanny Bryce on Broadway and she will belt it out. Yes. Yeah. We'll have that to look forward to. Charlie Hunnam's got a new project that's going to be out this fall. Is this? It's called Shantaram. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Okay. I actually read this 
975-page book that's a true story of this guy who goes to India. And, I mean, it's a wild, crazy story. I bought the book out of pure desperation. It was sold at a woo-woo store up in Waimea, Hawaii, and I had run out of books. But it's a page-turner of a book. And I had read that he was going to play the lead character the guy who's writing the book Shantaram, and he's going to play that guy. I can't think of his name. Uh, Lynn Ford yes, is the Lynn. name of the character, and this is based off the Gregory David Roberts novel yes. Shantaram. So this is going to be an Apple drama series. Ooh. It will drop October 14th. <laughs> the first three episodes will be out in October. The new episodes dropping weekly every Friday through December 16th on Apple TV+. Plus. It's an absolutely incredible story, okay. this guy. Give us a glimpse of the story. Well, I mean, he goes to India. He uh, basically kind of becomes a drug runner. First, he kind of learns about being a helpful uh, person to tourists who are coming in. He paints the picture so vividly of India. But he ends up in prison. He ends up in Afghanistan. He just has one crazy adventure after another. And... He's a very good-looking man. Mm. Yeah. Now, this project has been in Hollywood development for decades. Johnny Depp was supposed That's to star right. in a film version of this. And he was going to play Lynn. Yes, and he was going to play Lynn. Then Joel Edgerton was going to mm-hmm. play it. Then it got turned into a TV series with Charlie Hunnam. I, I think the TV series is the way to go. It's There's too much book to fit into a movie. Okay, well, mark Love your calendars. It. All right, Holly, thank you. Thanks, You're welcome. All right, my talkers, it is about that time. I uh, almost forgot to do this. It is 5.30 on a Monday, which means it is time for Sex Monday. Psychology Today, dating opportunities for heterosexual men are diminishing as healthy relationship standards increase. <laughs> Yes. I thought you were going to even say, like, people are opening up their ideas to different partners. No, no. no. It's just pure standards. That's right. A new Psychology Today article um, takes the position that modern dating's higher standards for straight men have created more lonely single men than ever. And the psychologist writing the column pretty much says that men need to fix everything about themselves or die alone. I love that. Um, So... Anyway, he the, the, this uh, this author Greg Matos said men uh, make up sixty two percent of dating app users. Okay, so their chances for matches, let alone successful in person meetups and eventual relationships, are dramatically lower out of the gate. Right, right from the get go, you're uh, you're the odds are against you. So further, he writes, dating opportunities for heterosexual men are diminishing as healthy relationships. Standards increase. Ouch. And the article also cites a recent Pew Research study that found men now are more likely than women to be unpartnered, which wasn't the case 30 years ago. Um, I love this. This um, this uh, author, the study author, he said he regularly holds round table discussions with women ages about 25 to 45. And the thing that he hears over and over is that women want men who are emotionally available, good communicators, and have the same values as they do. Okay. So, um, so anyway, work on yourselves, gentlemen. You're going to you're gonna have to step it up. Step it up. Uh, and we love to see it.
Do it. Yes, yes, yes. So um, if you're running out of options and you've been a single straight guy out there, you just need to look at yourself and ask yourself, really, really, are you, uh, you know, are you you a man who's emotionally available? Can you communicate? And I hate to say, too, I mean, it's we're talking about the first instances on these apps or what you look like and maybe you need to have a friend and help you with that photo exactly invest in maybe a different sweatshirt yeah it's that's time fine. you've had that thing for and 20 no, years and no fish no fish no fish and we get it that's a lot of time the only time you have an opportunity to take a photo you're gonna have to you're gonna have to try and try. it's it's exhausting i tr- we that's try right. a lot and now that's you're right. gonna have to try yeah sucks for you that's <laughs> right. okay but anyway there i've I, we don't often you know, like have the study come from that point of view. Now, uh-huh. this is, uh, we always think of, um, you know, when we think about guys and that, oh, they've got too much testosterone, aggressive behavior, super horny, all this other kind of stuff. There's a new study from Emory University that links the male sex hormone, which is another way of describing testosterone, even though both men and women have it, uh-huh. men, much more of it. Uh, testosterone, uh, if, if you're a cuddler and you can be affectionate and they said they've not really had that for the first, we believe is the first time we've des- de- uh, demonstrated that testosterone directly promotes non-sexual pro-social behavior. Mm. Yes, it can be promote aggression in an individual, but this is the first study that we have because we think of testosterone is increasing sexual behaviors and aggression, but also testosterone influences the activity of your oxytocin, which is your love hormone, which is associated with bonding. And um, what they did was they studied Mongolian gerbils. Of course. Of course. And the rodents form, because they are um, monogamous. Oh, okay. And they stay together. And even though male gerbils are aggressive during mating and all of that, they, they uh, anyway, they just realize that there's a lot of cuddling that's going on at the same time as this high testosterone's happening. That's very interesting. Isn't it? I mean, then it can say, you know, that idea of, oh, you're such a strong testosterone guy. Let's go watch Netflix and actually cuddle. Like, yes, yes. Like it. Yes. Uh, for So anyway, the researchers assumed that the rise in in the male gerbil's testosterone would lessen the cuddling, mm-hmm. but they found that the male gerbil was even more cuddly and Aww. more pro-social with their partner. They became like super partners. I love that. So, yes, receiving a rush of testosterone with a partner that they're, uh, you know, that you're happy in a relationship will make make a guy be a little bit more cuddly. You're a manly man. Let's manly man. Up. This was published in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B Biological Sciences. Oh, good. I'm glad. Oh, boy. I really had to go. But uh, we now know that a system of oxytocin and testosterone overlap in the brain. They don't understand why, but they're going to study that a little bit more so that they can promote more pro-social behavior among the dudes out there. I love that. Like that? Maybe it'll be testosterone gets a bad rap. It does. You know? And maybe it'll get to the point where your testosterone could be so high that, like, you get almost want to get in a fight during like a pickup basketball game, and instead they just like spoon hug quickly. It out, man, hug yeah. it out, hug it out. I love that. Um, now here is um, uh, just a little something that maybe you you did not know, um, and you're looking to 
break up with somebody. You can sure. find out if Minnesota is one of the 26 states that impotence is a ground for divorce. I don't think we are. Okay, we're but in 26 states, you can that's alienation. A lot of isn't states. It? 26 states. Impotence, sometimes known in other verbal legal languages, alienation of affection, <laughs> is grounds for divorce. Hey, winter creates a lot of shrinkage. <laughs> That's right. I don't think Minnesota, I didn't bother looking looking that up. Just It's not our fault. Mother Nature has its own plans. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say we're not either because what do they always say? We're in... Zero or uh, no fault driving. So I yeah, feel like no fault. Yeah. So we wouldn't have. I feel like impotence wouldn't be grounds. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. Now, do you suffer for, from gymnophoria? Gymnophoria. I mean, I'm nervous. Maybe I do. Tell me what it is. It's the sense that someone is mentally undressing you as they look at you. I do not suffer from that. <laughs> So Kim Kardashian. I have a feeling people put more clothes on me when they look at me. Right, right. I mean, wow, wouldn't that be a terrible thing to suffer from that you think that people are looking at you and they're mentally undressing you? That'd be so violating. That'd be so... And anytime giving a speech, I bet you they people feel that way, right? They always say, imagine everybody naked. Yeah. Which I've never... I've never knew, been able to do. Which I would never understand why you'd want that. Like that, a bunch of naked people standing and staring at me... That would be distracting. Would, I would forget everything would, I was supposed to say. It would be far too intimidating yeah. for me to show up for that speech. Yeah. Um. I Again, I had more clothes, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I, I would definitely drop in that speech like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining all of you naked right now. That would go over really well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, not it would not go over. It would, it would not. not go over well at <laughs> You're all. Right. Jeez, Louise. All right, listen. When we come back. Um, I don't know. We've got some other stories. You're we just don't know it. what it is. You're gonna love it. Well, what did we learn today? We learned based on Kim Kardashian's photo that she posted of herself on Instagram, where she's hitting the gym in a nude colored bikini and thigh high boots that Pete Davidson did in fact dump her first. Yeah. Well, I he did the I'm dumping. convinced now because of your uh-huh. um, your work. Your God's work, someone say. Uh, we also learned that if you have testosterone, a lot of it, you're going to cuddle more. And we yeah, love that. We love a cuddle king. Uh, Madonna's uh, son, David Banda, we posted his most fabulous fashion moments, but we should have posted the photo of her son, Rocco, with Guy Ritchie, who is a doppelganger uh, for Madonna's ex-husband and his dad. He's cute. He looks so much like a young Guy Ritchie. Adorable. And then we've got the finale of Better Call Saul tonight. That's right. Uh Several hundred thousand people are very excited about that tonight. Yes. Running home with their I'll have takeout. to read so many things, though, because I do not catch most of the Easter eggs or the little things that they have in this show. There's so many clever ways that that show twists and turns. Yeah. yeah. I just find myself having to read the recaps. I'm just sad the whole like multiverse of Breaking Bad is basically coming to an end. Yeah, it is. It and is. I, I don't know if they can really do another spinoff. I Vince mean, Gilligan has said, at least right now, there isn't a yeah. plan. Even even though there was a rumor they could maybe explore Gus. Yeah, that's true. I, but he said no. The good news to tell you guys is if anything we've learned from Hollywood is it has any chance of making money, don't worry, don't they will worry. make it. Yeah. That's right. If there's a dollar to be made, they will not leave it on yeah, the Brittany table. Yeah, Brittany just mentioned the uh, Jurassic World movie. It was, you know, yeah. if it makes money, which it, de- it did, but it doesn't get great reviews. And we've yeah. got next week, next Sunday, the Game of Thrones prequel. Oh, House of Dragons. 
House of Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> to you, Brittany. I You've love. been here too long today. You're like, House of Dragons. I kept saying Dancing with Dragons, yeah. which I'm pretty sure is one of the books. But yeah. Uh, yes, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, same. And then Adele, we posted the cover of her with her um, very glamorous look. She's the cover of Ellen just says, oh my God, Adele. But um, Tell us what we learned in that interview. Well, uh, we feel like reading this interview, she's going through, going through some crap uh, personally and professionally. And a lot of that crap she's brought on herself. Sure because that. she uh, tells us in this thing that uh, canceling her Vegas show was the worst moment. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Woman in her career and she was so embarrassed and she was brave to cancel <laughs> that show and she stood up for herself, and uh, it was all a lot of I, I, me, me, me. But um, I never thought in my history of radio that I would ever talk crap about Adele. Neither did I. Here we are. Here we are. And she does feel bad about it. Uh, it I, I do. It was just so mishandled. I know. On her part, her but people's I- part, the way they handled it, the made-up excuses about it, uh, none of it felt true or real and you know what i'm also ready to be done talking about it same in the sense of like the doubt quit talking about it i'm ready to forget it i'm a re- you you make another bop and but i'm there the with whole you. interview is about the vegas canceling, and also it's... the fact that she uh loves her boyfriend loves and him. is obsessed by him obsessed and gonna have his babies and every man loves to see that in written like <laughs> what, are, what are we more excited to be done talking about uh Ben and Jennifer, never, or this? Never, never. We're never. We'll never get sick of we Ben. We love them. <laughs> You'll mm-hmm. learn about this in LoJ, including me, mm-hmm. Brittany included, as we love a Benifer moment. Yeah. We want to see them holding hands in curated outfits. We're fine with it. Yeah. Now, I, I am that. nervous what? about Ben. I'm nervous for him as well. Yeah. He seems like he's um, not doing great in this situation. I don't know. I don't think he's he, thriving in the, like, I think he thinks he knows what limelight is, but he always is reconfirmed. He has no idea until he's with J-Lo. Yeah. I'm just so. hoping this is, he's not in a dark place in this relationship because I think he just battled like alcoholism and stuff like that. So like oh, several times. Yeah. He's and gambling. Yeah. Gambling, and gambling was a yeah. big one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also he definitely learned his lesson. I don't know how long ago that was when he uh, dropped uh, Jennifer Gardner and talking crap about, uh, there it wasn't so much in marriage, but him talking about how like she dealt with his rehab and things like that. It was like we learned a lesson there too, Ben. Yes, and you're a little old to be learning lessons because you're 50. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> and you've been in the limelight for a while. So right. like, mm, I know. So anyway, yeah, he's 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 50 today. So happy birthday, happy birthday, Ben. Ben, love you, Ben. And you've got um, you know, a whirlwind. Three-day wedding celebration this upcoming weekend, which you must be thrilled that we're going to get drips and 
in drops of yeah. it on the J-Lo. I, I subscribed <laughs> to on the J-Lo newsletter for that exact reason. We want to see more of that tat, too. Yeah. So. I want to see I want to see pictures from the barbecue on Sunday. I'm excited for the barbecue yeah, and see how right. that goes. Remember oh. when Jennifer Garner gave the interview to uh, Vandy Fair and she talked about his bless, bless his heart? Phoenix tattoo. Yes. Uh, that's my favorite shade yeah. is shading his Phoenix, his giant Phoenix tattoo that he got in during a breakup. It's like, we've all been there, but like, luckily I didn't have to get a giant. Even ben, Jennifer Lopez made fun of it one time on oh, Andy Cohen's show. It's so bad. It really is. It's so, especially for an actor. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But he was, I, I watched him. We watched the duel. With oh, him, that's a good movie. Isn't it was it? He so tore good. Up that movie, I he loved did his so. Part. Well. I was gonna say, as soon as you want to like throw shade at him, you'll watch him in one of his films. You go, oh, that's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah it's a, he's so good. Yeah, it's a Ridley Scott movie that they should have put out instead of the House of Gucci because Agreed. it kind of got lost in the shuffle. And Matt Damon and Jodie Comer, oh. and it's a true story. And Ben Affleck kind of plays this. Hoity toity. And Adam Driver's in Adam it. Adam Driver. Oh. Oh, Such a good actor. Yeah, it's really a good movie and it kind of got overlooked. It's um, really good. It's worth a watch. They do like three or four point of views and they play it out. And so it's, even though it's long, it doesn't feel long because they give the story from each point of view and it's done so well. And What's it's a true story. Again? It's called The Last Duel. Yeah. And it takes place in France, like 14th century. Matt Damon does have an unfortunate wiglet on. There's an awkward situation with his hair yes. for real, for real. But it's definitely but Ben Affleck is so against type, playing this, mm-hmm. you know, simpering kind of guy, uh, count or lord or whatever he is. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good. Uh, How did House of Gucci even go? Like, did it, was it received well? It was, it's a camp classic. Yeah, that's it's a great way of putting it. It's the house of many accents. Yep. Gotcha. No, no one person had the same Italian accent, like even they, though they were all related. Yeah. But the fashion was fun, and, you know, you can't really remember the story. Again, Adam Driver in it. Yeah. He's, he was in two Ridley Scott He's not in enough year. in it. He's not in enough movies post Star I, Wars. I, I love him. Yeah, I love so him post girls. I loved him since girls. Oh, oh, and girls, he was the what he was just so, so goofy dreamy. but dreamy. He dreamy. was hot, but mm-hmm. he was goofy. Like he had a silly personality and he was ju- you just wanted him to grab you. Like he, Yeah. He oh. and Lena Dunham had really great chemistry together. And it made sense, even though it like sense, you yeah. wouldn't know why it made sense when they made the characters in a way where you go, this absolutely makes sense. And also I want to be in his dirty apartment. Yeah. I also enjoyed yeah. Logan Lucky, but I'm one of a few people that really loved that movie. I don't even know that movie. It's know. it's a it's a it's like um oceans, but like so, like Southern Hick Oceans. It's it's got a it's got Southern a lot Hick of big stuff. Sounds <laughs> like the broke man's so, ocean. Shannon Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig, oh, wow. Hilary Swank, wow. Seth MacFarlane, Katie Holmes. A lot of people. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we missed that. It's a com- it's like a comedy heist movie. It's pretty funny actually. Okay, well, we'll take that. They and rob a racetrack. And what? They rob a racetrack. Basically, oh. they're pulling off a heist to steal money from the racetrack. Don't get any ideas, anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get any ideas. Brittany, thank you so much because you filled in for me on Friday. Oh, I love it. Anytime, any day. Love Lojay. Nice of you to step away from the little go go. (laughs) Oh, it was terrible not to do diapers for two seconds. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.